When a group of travelers are exploring the country of Brazil, they come across a village that possibly hides a dark secret. And then we travel to Britain to find out the answer to the question, Can you get possessed by a demon by eating Chinese food? Today on Dead Rabbit Radio. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Jason Carpenter. I'm having a great day. I hope you guys are having a great day too. I hope you guys have a great weekend. I hope you guys have a lot of fun this weekend, whether you're just staying inside, whether you're working, or whether you're going out. I just hope it's an awesome weekend for you. I hope it's an awesome weekend for me as well. Let's go ahead and get started with the episode here. Let's hop on board the Carpenter Copter. We're headed off to Brazil. We're also going to be like walking through the jungles and stuff. So make sure you got on like your little tan outfits. Your little Indiana Jones hats and all that stuff. We all have whips. We're all whipping each other. You're getting a little too into this journey. Like, we're all wearing explorer clothes. You're wearing full gimp suit, leather gimp suit. You're like, I heard you were bringing whips, Jason. Like, yeah, yeah, we're talking Indiana Jones whips. That's a helicopter flying. That's not us whipping you a bunch. We're flying off to Brazil. Now, now we land. We're walking through a clearing and we're like chopping down bushes and stuff. We're just in someone's backyard. He's like, no, my world famous tomato plants are cutting them down. And then after we get through that, we actually go into the jungle and we're using machetes and we're chopping stuff. And the date is February 5th, 1923. And we come across a little village. Now, this village's name is Hor Verde. Hor Verde. Now, let me spell that for you, okay? H-O-E-R Verde. And I know some of you are going, hmm, but no questions just yet. No questions just yet. Population 600. Walking through the village, sun's shining through the canopy, and there's like bananas on the ground and stuff. There's running water somewhere nearby. We can hear it. But no people. Hmm, that's kind of weird. I mean, you figure 600 people you're going to see at least, like, a a dude walking by. Maybe a baby crying, but nothing. Like, that's weird. So we just start kind of, like, going through doors. Hello? 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 That was the biggest building. Has an echo. And then we go into smaller buildings. Hey, is anyone here? There's, like, pots and pans in the kitchen. And there's, like, a bed. We're all taking little naps. (laughs) Wake up a couple hours later. What? There's still no one in town. So then we're just standing in the middle of this village, and then the camera pans out, and it's just us standing in the village square, and the camera's like, going up, and we get a full shot of the village. There's no one in the village but us, and the camera pans out, goes into the clouds. In real life, what happened was that, well, that's an interesting phrase in real life, but the story is this. A group of travelers, not us, not machete-wielding maniacs, and one of us wearing a gimp suit, and, and supposedly in real life, a group of travelers were traveling through Brazil. They intentionally went to the village of Hor Verde, and it was completely empty. There's no one there. And they went and they called the cops. We were just kind of goofing off in town. They went and called the cops. The cops showed up, totally empty. Still nobody's there. And as the cops were kind of investigating it, they went into the schoolhouse. There was like a local schoolhouse. And on the chalkboard was written a message. There is no salvation. And then also in the schoolhouse was a gun, a revolver that had recently been fired. What's interesting about this story, and that's pretty much the the whole story, is there's been a lot of theories about this, but very little, very little verification of really any of it. The the people who uh, who talk about this story, because it it's kind of passed around in the paranormal world, 
still kind of obscure, though. Whole town gets abducted by aliens. There's some sort of paranormal event, a.k.a. Roanoke, where everyone just kind of disappears one day, interdimensional portal, time shift, Mandela effect. And then skeptics go, well, you know, in that area, there are, like, guerrilla forces, and the whole town could have been got caught up in some big drug thing. They all owed the same drug dealer money, and he's like, ah, and he just takes the whole town out. Or they got kidnapped for slave labor or whatever. So the skeptics go, well, it's probably just guerrilla warfare. In 1923, you had, like, bandits running around. But the, really, there's another layer of skepticism to this. This this town doesn't exist at all. Now, this story does take place in 1923. And if it did just disappear, it wouldn't exist today. But people have said, the name doesn't even make sense of the town. Verde, we know, is green. But the word whore, H- the word whore means something. But H-O-E-R, that's not a word. I mean, it is a word, but it's not a word in Spanish. It's not a word in Portuguese. Hoer or whore is basically someone who hoes stuff with the, with a hoe. So, I mean, the green hoe, the green hoeing dude, the, the green guy who hoed stuff, like, the name of the town logically doesn't make sense. So it's not that, it's interesting because you have the paranormal people say aliens did it, and then you have the skeptics saying gorillas did it, but really the question should be, did, does this story exist at all? And it's one of those stories that when you find it, it's repeated almost verbatim, which makes you think that it's creepypasta or it's fake. But then there's even a more bizarre layer to this story. So you can question whether or not the town actually... You can question if the town existed or not. You can question if the town existed. Did the people really disappear from it? Or is that an urban legend? If they did really disappear from it, why did they... Why did they? Right? That's the most important question. Where are they? How did they disappear? The earliest... But, but at this point, I'm kind of thinking, okay, it's an urban legend. It's viral marketing for some stupid movie. Whatever. But then we just add another wrinkle on this. And, and this is really the end of the puzzle. So this is the last layer of this hoer onion. Hoer, whore, whatever. The, this is the last layer of the green onion. The earliest mention of this story online is not in some creepypasta book. It's not on 4chan. It's not in some wacky mysteries of South America book. It's on a Vietnamese website, which is completely bizarre. And the Vietnamese website reports it as fact. The article, it's a news website. The article is called Missing. Mystery has no solution, which is kind of the definition of a mystery, but it's a Vietnamese news website that talks about this story. And that was in 2006 was the first time I ever found any mention of this. And they also say the story happened somewhere else as well. So now let's hop back on board the Carpenter Copter. We're headed to the Congo, specifically to the Stomu village in the Congo. So we're in the Congo, the year is now 2001, and there's a bunch of UN relief workers. Like quick cuts of them getting their, I don't know, they have guns probably, but they're probably lame guns. They're not American guns. They're like built by a little piece of built by each country, so they like fall apart. Not like our American made weapons. Quick cut, Michael Bay's directing it. And our carbon copters flying overhead. We're laughing at their white and blue vehicles. Great camouflage, guys. They're like, hey, they're like, Monsieur, no, we are here to bring peace. We're not trying to be camouflaged. Our helicopter, we're still like throwing bottles at them. Anyways, so we land in front of them. <laughs> we block their way. We're like, there's no relief coming this way. And eventually, after a quick fight that we win, we all go to the village of Stormu. 
Stormu village in the Congo. So we're walking into the village. We each have a UN relief worker in a headlock. Giving them a noogie, taking off their helmets, rubbing their hair. Uh, You take that. Take that, peacekeeper. But when we get to Stormu village, just like Hor or Hoer Verde in Brazil, it's completely empty. Now this village, no animals, no people, no people that look like animals. Just an empty village. And we're like, what? This time they find a different message. Same, they find a message, so that part of the story is same, but it's a different message. This time the message says, run now! Exclamation point. It's dot dot dot. Now, if I'm being possessed or chased by drug dealers, or both, if I'm being chased by possessed drug dealers, I may write run now. Technically that's a given, because that's probably what I'm doing. I don't, if I'm running, and you stop to write run now, who's that message for? Is it for people who are just walking by, and they're like, oh, why is the whole town disappear? Oh, run now, and then they take off running too. But whatever. I wouldn't, if, if a bunch of like monsters are breaking into my house, I don't think I'm going to take the time out to write, it's dot dot dot. Like, you would just leave, right? Like, why, even if something was breaking out your door, and you're halfway through a sentence, are you going to take the time to write dot dot dot? You either finish the sentence, or you don't. So now that's a whole other weird angle to this. So this article is on a Vietnamese news website. If you look at the website today, it's talking about State of the Union. It's talking about coronavirus. This is an article that was published back in 2006. It was kind of a, an, an article that was just kind of an overview of missing, weird missing stories. Uh, they talked about the 3,000 troops that went missing in China. We covered that a long time ago. So it was kind of like an odd news story. But it was weird because that was the first reference of the Hoer Verde village incident. I couldn't find anything online before this article in the Vietnamese newspaper. And the only reference I found of the Congo missing people. So the question would be this. Is it possible that some Vietnamese writer was like on a deadline and someone's like, we're tired of covering real news. You need to come up with a story about weird missing people, and you got 5,000 words to fill. Do it, Parker! Vietnamese Peter Parker. And he's like, oh no. And he's like typing, and he's like, well, I know the story of Roanoke, because that's in this article. And I know the story of the missing battalion in World War I. Oh no, I only got 4,500 words. Better make something up. Uh, missing villages in Brazil and uh, Congo. Like, why are these referenced in this article? And they're referenced kind of like, oh, you remember this story. Like, you know the story of Roanoke, but remember this story too? even though nobody remembers these stories because they never really existed before this article. It's possible that they're made up by Vietnamese Peter Parker, or, you know, the option is that these stories are true. And in a way, and, and you go, Jason, if a village of 600 people disappeared in 1923, I think it would be bigger news than being published a hundred years later or so on a Vietnamese website. I don't know why I keep hammering the fact that it's Vietnamese. I guess the because that just seems so out of place, right? Like you have a parent. It would be like if the New York Times ran an article on some paranormal event, which they do from time to time. They do, and it sticks out like a sore thumb. But if the New York, it, it, but if a Congo newspaper ran a blurb about a haunted inn in Sacramento, it would be even more bizarre. Or am I just, is that just some weird belief that I have? I don't know. doesn't matter. The point is, is that it's possible that these stories are true. And that's why they were published so matter-of-factually in the Vietnamese account. Because, it, again, they're stated as if people who follow this stuff should already know about it. But as far as I can tell, these are the first time these stories have ever been mentioned. So is there an epidemic? I guess two isn't an epidemic. But is there a string of people just disappearing from villages? 
in America, we focus so much on people going missing walking down the street or getting kidnapped out of their houses. But it could be missing the forest for the trees. In other parts of the world, entire populations could be disappearing. And it's just kind of swept under the rug. It's so bizarre, it can't be true. Let's go ahead and move on to our next story. Now, our next story kind of falls into that same category. Something that's so bizarre, it doesn't seem like it can be true, but this is one of those stories we have a lot of court records for. We're headed off to Britain. Let's hop on the rabbit rowboat. We're going to leave the Congo. We're going to row all the way up to Britain. And it's August 22nd to 2016, so fairly recent story. We're headed to Enfield in North London. A posh little place, I think. I don't know. I've never been there. I only know about it because of the Enfield haunting, a.k.a. the big hoax that the Warrens were involved in. Uh, that's a shock, right? The Warrens, Ed and Lorraine Warren, involved in something that turned out to be fake. I'm shocked. Shocked. But anyways, Enfield haunting. We're not going to investigate that now. It's just a bunch of people pretending ghosts were chasing them around, making them quote-unquote levitate. There's a photo of a girl jumping jumping off of her bed and someone took a photo in midair and go look she's levitating it's it's funny that it it lasted as long as it did they made a conjuring movie based on it one of the most fake hauntings ever but anyway so as i'm grumbling about that nonsense we're walking through infield we see a house it's a 1.3 million pound house so in real money a million dollars a million plus and we see the cops oi let us in we got a 999 call because we don't have 911 over here. 999. Oi, let us in. And eventually the cops open the door or they just like break the door down. Now, this is recorded on body cam footage. So in the trial, they were able to view this footage. Oi, 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 oi. The cops are walking into the house and there is a group of people standing around a body. There's a little body laying on a bed and these people are standing around the body. Now the cops are quietly, oi. Oi, 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 oi. And the body cams are recording this. You see a man in this grainy police body cam footage. He is released right now in the name of Jesus. People standing around the body. They might, they're actually saying stuff. They weren't mumbling, but no corpse shall be taken from this place because there is no corpse in this place. Cops are getting closer to this assemblage. We call that name back to the land of the living in the name of Jesus. 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 So, flashback just a couple days, nine days. The Ife family. You have a mom and a dad. You got five sons. And one of those sons is Kennedy Ife, 26 year old young man. Now, these dudes are Nigerian immigrants. The dad. Dr. Kenneth Ife, PhD in mineral engineering. There's a photo of him meeting Queen Elizabeth. Very, very well-connected family. Very, very wealthy family. So why are they chanting around Kennedy Ife's body? Well, like I was saying, we'll go back nine days. I want to give you that little intro for the family. Going back nine days. August 13th, 2016. Everyone's still alive. Nobody's creepily chanting on body cam footage. They're out eating at a Chinese food restaurant. Mm. <laughs> They're not Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> dude, I love, dude, that's one thing I miss about uh, Sacramento is the Mongolian barbecues. Now, I know Mongolian barbecue is different than Chinese food, but I'm so hungry. <laughs> so hungry for a Mongolian barbecue. Anyways, they had a Chinese food restaurant. Actually, they also don't have any all you can eat Chinese food restaurants over here, which are also spectacular. 
if you haven't guessed the past few days, I'm off keto because yesterday I was talking about eating a bunch of cookies and going to Bavaria and eating a bunch of strudel. And today I'm talking about Chinese food. So anyways, forget my dietary issues. They're eating Chinese food. And it's all you can eat buffet. Oh, so hungry for some chow mein. And then after the meal, Kennedy goes, oh, man, I don't feel so good. And everyone's like, what'd you think? You're at a Chinese food buffet. And he's like, well, I know that, but this is different than the normal sickness that all humans feel eating unlimited amounts of Chinese food. My throat hurts. Oh, uh, 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 my stomach. Oh, oh. They're like, that's weird. We we didn't think we went to a Taco Bell. He's like, I know, I know it's Chinese food, but it totally feels like a hundred Taco Bells rolled into one. Oh. And then, I can't breathe. I, I can't breathe. Now, let's say... Let's say you're out with your loved ones. Let's say you're out at a restaurant and there's a total stranger sitting next to you eating Chinese food, okay? You're at a Chinese food restaurant. Otherwise, it'd be weird if you're at like a McDonald's and a guy's eating Chinese food. But you're sitting there and he starts going, oh, my throat hurts. I can't breathe. Oh, my stomach. Even a total stranger, you would turn to him and say, you want me to call 999? You want me to call the ambulance? Because obviously something's wrong. You're having a reaction in some sort of way. Now, he could say, no, I'm good. I'm good. You're like, no, dude, you're totally not. But I'm going to call him anyways. This family, apparently, according to all the reports that I read, do nothing. They just kind of go home. He's all turning blue in the backseat of the cab. They just take him home. That was August 16th. Now, people and and the family starts to say, because this is all in court. This all was in court. And we start to say, starts acting weird after that. Now, it could be, you know, I would be acting weird if I couldn't breathe as well, if my stomach hurt and I couldn't breathe. But he was acting a little more weird because we're going to jump ahead to August 18th. So now five days have passed since his meal at the Chinese food restaurant. And he starts to act, by all definition, like a possessed man. It's coming. Six, six, six. It's coming. The mark, the mark, the mark is on us all. The roof, the roof, the roof is on fire. And they're like, okay, this guy's definitely acting weird. Demonically possessed. Now, let's back up again here. This family that's super well-connected, that's super wealthy, one of the groups they're connected to is the Jesus Sanctuary Ministries, which is a church that some in the area liken to a cult. Now, I haven't done a lot of research on Jesus Sanctuary Ministries myself, but that's kind of was the view of members of the court and members of the community. that These people had some weird religious beliefs. So now you're kind of getting that full picture of when you're eating Chinese food and all of a sudden you can't breathe, maybe that's God's will that you should stop eating Chinese food. Maybe it's that this guy's possessed. Not that he has a medical problem, but a demon has infused him. So Kennedy, i uh, the mark of the beast. And then he starts going, now you're like, Jason, okay, is this basically, is this a story about a guy who ate bad Chinese food and died a couple days later, and you're just stretching it out super long, and you're adding in the 666? No. No, I'm not. So that all is just kind of weird. But then it gets really bizarre. He starts walking around the house, and he'd be like, you know, like people, the I family would just be hanging out in the living room. Because that's what you do. <laughs> One of your family members is possessed, right? 
You think one of your family members is possessed. You're not willing to take them to the hospital to find out if there's something wrong with them. You're just watching TV. You're watching Love Island. And Kennedy walks in and he's like, oh, my stomach. And they're like, not again with the stomach. Come on. They're eating more Chinese food. They're like, do you want some more Chinese food? He's all, bleh. I think it got... <laughs> I mean, it's bad enough. Imagine it's bad enough. Like you get food poisoning eating at a restaurant. You never want to eat there again. But then you're like your family does, which is a which is kind of a jerk family. But if you get possessed by a demon at a restaurant and they're still eating the food, that restaurant's still even open. There's something wrong with society. But anyways, he walks in the living room. They're all eating Chinese food. He's like, ah, and he starts complaining that there's a seed. In his stomach, he can feel like a seed growing inside of him. Oh, he falls down on the ground. My stomach, I can feel it inside of me. It's hard, like a giant sunflower seed. I can feel it inside of me. Now, again, that's concern. That's concerning, right? But it's only been five days since he ate Chinese food. So you're thinking maybe he just has a really bad case of food poisoning. But then he starts walking. <laughs> he starts walking around knives. So at this point, you should be like, this isn't food poisoning, right? It's possible this guy's having some sort of mental breakdown. The MSG, like, messed with his head. It's possible that he was possessed by a demon by eating too much Chinese food. Would it be a Chinese demon? Or is that just racist to even think? Or would it be, like, an Italian, like, Latin demon, like a classical demon? Or would it be, like, a Chinese demon who, like, sucked the blood out of your butthole? Actually, I think that's a Japanese demon, so... But anyways, my point is, is that would it be a demon related to the food that you ate? Because in otherwise, I would only eat like like Italian food because the Latin demons seem to be cooler than like the Native American. Like, oh, I'm a coyote. I pull tricks. Lame. And then the Japanese demons just suck blood out of your butthole. And I'm pretty sure there's a Chinese demon that does the same thing. No, thanks. At least the Latin demons give you like fame and power. The other ones just like give you hemorrhoids. Where was I? Oh, yeah, yeah. So anyways, this guy starts walking around. Kennedy starts walking around knives, complaining about seeds in his stomach and in the mark of the beast. And he can't breathe. And they still don't take him to the hospital. And then he says, oh, that's it, guys. The seed, it's opening up. It's opening up. Which would basically ruin your afternoon. Like, it's already bad enough that your brother or your son is possessed by a demon. But now when he's talking, oh, here it comes, guys. Here it comes. You're trying to watch television or finish your Chinese food. You're trying to open your fortune cookie. And he's saying, oh, I can feel the seed opening up. It's breaking inside of me. And then he gets his knife out because the demon is in his penis. And he has to chop it out before the demon rips his penis in half. So, they still don't call the cops. And they still don't take him to the hospital. He's now saying there's a demon that hatched out of a seed and it's inside of his penis and he has to chop it off. The next day, August 19th, they don't do anything yet. His dad's walking around the house. Hey, Kennedy, why are you carrying that? Oh yeah, I forgot, you're possessed by a demon. There's, there's, There's a monster in your genitals. And Kennedy bites his father. Arr! And then pulls his pants down and puts the knife to his own penis and threatens to cut his dick off. So now the family goes, okay, this has gone on a little too far. So they go to a church, of course. Now, you can believe, definitely, but I would also like have him go to jail or a mental hospital and talk to a priest. But anyways, they go to the priest and the priest goes, gotta do an exorcism, bro. Like, this is what happened. He ate some Chinese food. He got a demon in him. The demon hatched. Then it's in his penis. There's no debate that none of this is true. Like, basically, it's like, yeah, what he's explaining is actually happening. You got to tie him down. You got to do an exorcism. 
Family has to stand around him. Pray, pray, pray. Don't let him up. Now, that's what they do. Now, I think you can start to do the math here. This happened on August 19th. He bites his dad, tries to cut his dick off. They go to a priest. The priest says to do an exorcism on August 19th. On August 22nd, the cops are coming through the door. For three days. No food, no water, tied to a bed. Writhing. Uh, and also, possibly suffering some sort of physical illness. Because this was very quick. August 13th. By August 19th, he's tied to a bed. So he could have had some sort of horrible... Okay, to be fair, there is no flu where you're like, oh, I got a headache, I feel a little sick, I want to chop my penis off. You know, the normal symptoms. Like, he could have had the start of a flu, could have been possessed by a demon, who knows. But the fact of the matter is, family does nothing but pray over him for three days, they don't feed him, they don't give him any water, he needs to get weak for the demon to leave, and he dies. Now, they called the cops. They look at this guy, their son, their brother, and they go, well, he's dead. Let's call the cops, but let's also try to bring him back to life. So when the cops come through the door, they're actually still praying over him and believing their prayers can bring him back to life, which unfortunately is not the case. Kennedy Ife, dead at 26 due to starvation, malnutrition. That sucks because if you think about it, his last meal was Chinese food from a buffet that was possessed by a demon. Like, that was his last meal. He wasn't eating out. He wasn't like, oh, I think I have a demon in my penis, but I really want to get this footlong from Subway. I Actually, I'm sure that he did eat between that. Otherwise, he would have died sooner. But who knows? Who knows? Anyways, the point is, is that exorcism gone wrong. Cops start investigating this. Now, they... They make the ties to the local church. They find a book called Anger, Madness, and the Demonic. And the British police, the prosecutor, the Crown, is basically thinking that they were trying to pull some sort of satanic ceremony. They're not really going with the, these are legitimate members of a religion. These people are part of some weird cult. This was something that they had planned. They were arrested. All of them were arrested and charged with manslaughter, false imprisonment, and death of a vulnerable adult. Which is interesting because generally that means somebody who who is mentally incapable, someone who has a physical disability. These articles didn't specify that. It could be he was vulnerable just in the last stages of his life. It's just weird. Normally that would be like if you took advantage of someone who was deaf or blind or mentally disabled. That's a vulnerable adult. An old person, a super elderly person. That would count as well. Anyways, they all get charged on these charges. Trial goes 2016. They're all arrested. 20, now, remember, they admit to this stuff. You, I guess you can see where this is going. They admit to this stuff. They said that he was possessed by a demon, a demon in his penis, tried chopping it off. They didn't go to the cops. They went to the priest. The cops walk in. They call the cops. The cops walk in while they're trying to resurrect this kid. There is no debate about the sequence of, they weren't like, what? No, I just came home and someone else was exercising him. And when we got here, they ran out the back door. It was a, it was a bunch of other people. It was a bunch of other people. It wasn't us. We're the good people. They admit it's all this. 2019, everyone's acquitted. Everyone gets off with absolutely no jail time. Now, they might have been in jail during the trial, but I don't think so. Nothing. That's weird. Right? That's a bizarre ending to this story. No, they, it was manslaughter. They tied this guy up for three days and prayed over him and never contacted any authorities, and you, you could go, well, Jason, you know, like Christian scientists in America, or, you know, they're all over the world, but Christian scientists don't believe in medical stuff, you know, like blood transfusions. 
So you're, is it religious freedom versus the law? Well, well, really, yeah, that does happen, and they get charged for it. If you refuse to give your kid a blood transfusion, you can get charged for it. You can go to jail. And, and America has religious freedoms. A lot of other parts of the world, and I, I don't know what Britain's religious freedoms are, but a lot of other parts of the world, that doesn't, that doesn't qualify. And even in America, where that's the First Amendment is the freedom of religion, you can still get charged for practicing your religion if it causes the death of somebody else. Which makes me think this. How well-connected was this family, really? How wealthy were they? The photo with the queen... This sounds impressive. I mean, I, she's not Barry Bonds at a baseball card convention. It's not like you can just walk up to her, give her 20 bucks, and take a photo with her. But I, I would have assumed that either you're super famous and you hang out with the queen, or one day you just happen to... If I... If there was a photo of me standing there next to Ryan Reynolds, you wouldn't think that I could then pick up the phone and be like, Yo, what's up, our dog? When are we hanging out? You would think, oh, he must have just caught him at a opportune moment. So. I didn't really put any, when I read that about him taking the photo with the queen, I was like, oh, well, okay, souvenir shop. It's a cardboard cutout. This guy was, I won't say that he was murdered, but it definitely was manslaughter. And they had all these other charges, just in case the manslaughter one wouldn't fit, they could go, well, maybe we'll get false imprisonment. None of these charges stuck, which makes me think, how well connected was this family? How well connected are they today? Is it possible that they use their connections to say, hey, listen, can you make these charges go away? You know, it's a tragedy that my son passed away, but putting me and my family in jail is not going to help. Can you make a couple phone calls to get these charges dropped? Someone goes, yeah. These phone calls start getting made. Trial goes on. But in the end, behind the scenes, everyone knew how it was going to play out. Sounds pretty likely, honestly. Because that, those are hard charges to dodge, especially when everyone's kind of admitting to the, the sequence of events. The motive really would have been the question. But the bigger question is this. Was it the Chinese food that put the demon inside Kennedy? Was it... Po well, I guess the question is, is was Kennedy possessed? But let's assume for the sake of this story, because he could have just been having a mental breakdown, and that's tragic. But let's assume for the sake of this story, being paranormal, that he was possessed by a demon. It wasn't mental breakdown. It wasn't... Bad Chinese food. Well, it was bad Chinese food. It was basically him getting possessed by a demon because he ate food. It really opens up a whole can of worms or a can of chow mein. Because the question is this. I'm sure a lot of people ate Chinese food at that restaurant that night. I, okay, now, now, before I go on with this, I want to assure you I have not lost my mind. But again, let's follow this thread. Or let's follow this noodle. I got a hundred of these. If... A bunch of people ate Chinese food at that restaurant that night. And, oh, dude, check this out. Okay, check this out. The Chinese food restaurant. The food is infested by demons. This particular restaurant, right? And that night, everyone got possessed by a demon. But Kennedy was the only one who was strong enough to fight back. Kennedy was the only one who could feel the transformation taking part inside of him. Maybe he was the one who knew what was going on and was trying to stop it. While his family were the ones who were possessed and had no idea that they were possessed. 
If they all ate at the same restaurant, shouldn't they all be possessed? How many other people were at that restaurant that night eating that food? What if demons have found another way, instead of using Ouija boards or Charlie Charlie, they found a way to enter our food supply? We wouldn't be looking at demonic possessions. We'd be looking at demonic infestations. And it would be the perfect way to take over. Because then you wouldn't have a father call someone up, an old business partner, and say, Hey, could you help me get out of this bind? You would just have that father say to his old business partner, Hey, I'm in some trouble right now. How about we go out to dinner? My treat. And we'll discuss how you can help me take care of this situation I'm in. And the implication is that they went to the Chinese restaurant. That, that was the implication. What if everyone who eats at this restaurant is possessed by a demon? And that's how they were able to dodge the charges. And those people are slowly taking over Britain. And then eventually the world. So the next time someone invites you out to a all-you-can-eat Chinese buffet, be a little suspicious. They may not be trying to get you stuffed full of egg rolls and potstickers. They may be trying to get you stuffed with the demonic entity inside of you. And a few days after eating that oh-so-delicious meal, you find yourself standing in the bathroom with a knife ready to chop off your own penis. <laughs> rabbitradio at gmail.com is going to be your email address. You can also hit us up at facebook.com slash deadrabbitradio. Twitter is at deadrabbitradio. Dead Rabbit Radio is the daily paranormal conspiracy and true crime podcast. You don't have to listen to it every day, but I'm glad you listened to it today. Have a great weekend, guys. <laughs>